You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the third chapter of Sukkah. We're learning about the lulav and the various species that make up the lulav. And we've covered so far the hadas, the arava, and the lulav itself. And now we just, we're going to go to the etrog. But before we go to the etrog, we're just going to take a second to talk about quantities. Rabbi Yishmael Omer, Shlosha Hadasimu Aravot, Lulav Echad, Vetrog Echad. Rabbi Yishmael said, three Hadasim, two Aravot, one Lulav, and one Etrog. And we recognize these quantities actually from our practice today. And the Rambam comments that the halacha goes according to Rabbi Ishmael, and as we'll see in a minute, according to Rabbi Tarfon as well. Um, Rabbi Ishmael goes on to say, Rabbi Ishmael said, look, if two have their tips broken and one is whole, and he seems to be talking about the hadas here, because there are three. And Rabbi Tafon is going to come along and make things even easier for us. Rabbi Tafon or Mer Afilu Shlosh Tan Katuim, even if all three have their tips broken off. And that's effectively, that's the halacha according to Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Tafon. And Rabbi Ishmael, I think, is going to learn all of these out from the verses. Rabbi Akiva has a different view. Rabbi Akiva Omer Kashem Shelulav Echad Vetrog Echad Kach Hadas Echad Varava Echad. So Rabbi Akiva will say, look, there's only one Lulav and one Etrog, so to only one Hadas and one Arava. The sages learn the fact that the Aravot have to be plural, again from the Pasuk, and we, we looked at the Pasukim, Yesterday, the um, the pasuk says, "Ve'arve nachal, you shall take arve nachal, the willows of the brook." Arve nachal is in the plural, so the Talmud deduces that there has to be some plurality. So that's at least two. And in terms of the myrtle, the myrtle is etz avot, this branch of a thick tree, and the the um, the leaves are, have a sort of plaited pattern that cover the trunk, and the the three of the myrtle seems to be connected to the fact that the leaves are sort of plaited around the trunk, and of course a plait requires three. But this is all, you know, this is all. It's I wouldn't say halachala moshemi sinai, but these are all ancient ancient traditions. Rabbi Ishmael is active in the time of the Beit Mikdash. We don't really understand where these traditions come from, but but we have these traditions. What about the etrog? Well, the Mishnah is going to give us exactly the same introduction to the etrog as it did to the other. Uh, the other elements of the four species. Etrog pasul, an etrog which is stolen or which is dry is invalid, just as we learned about the other three species. And we said yesterday that this is not nothing to do with ownership. It's it, this is nothing to do with dealing with an etrog that you don't own. It's something to do with it's something to do with mitzvah um, ba'avera. It's a mitzvah which you which you fulfill 
with a transgression. It's all about means and ends. And somehow, if the means you're using are invalid, then you haven't kind of you haven't got to the end. And it, it, it's a you know it's a powerful moral lesson even today that we can't if we set out in the wrong way we can't expect to get to the end. But having established just like the other species that if the etrog is stolen or withered it's invalid we then get a whole list of other disqualifications which related to the fact that the etrog is edible the etrog is the only one of the four species which is edible so we're going to say from an asherah or from a condemned city is invalid well we know that but then we go on to issues related to food shell orla pasul Orla is food which uh, is fruit which is picked from the first three years of a tree's growth, or perhaps the, the fourth year. In the fourth year, the fruit has to be brought to Jerusalem. And the rabbis have a view that when we're talking about a, a, a fruit, we're talking about a, and the, the Pasuk says, Peri eats Hadar, the fruit of the beautiful tree, or maybe the, the beautiful fruit of the tree something is beautiful either the fruit or the tree but the and the operative word is fruit it has to be a fruit that we can eat and a fruit which is orla which is in the first three or four years can't be eaten so the etrog is pasul shall pasul what about truma which has gone unclean well we can't eat that we have to burn unclean truma pasul shall truma interesting what about clean truma the halachar is lo im natal kasher. He he really shouldn't take it, but if he does take it, it's kasher. The rabbis are anxious that we can take um, we can take an etrog from clean truma, but we're going to use it. We're going to we're going to shake it for seven days. What if what if we make that etrog unclean? Maybe we're going to handle it in such a way or wet it or make it susceptible to impurity. And maybe it will end up impure at the end of the week. And of course, we can't put food into a position where it becomes, I mean, if it's trimmer and it becomes impure, right, we can't be used. So we can't take trimmer and put it into a position where it might become impure. So that's why the halacha is loyito. In principle, don't do it. But because look, in principle, clean trim is edible. What about demai? Demai is food that has been bought from someone who is not reliable in taking tithes. So we don't really know whether we don't really know whether this food's been tithed or not. We are, by the way, just doing a quick run through all of the halachot of uh, of Zeraim, really, in this tiny Mishnah. So what about demai? Shall demai beit shamai poslimu beit hilel machshirin? If it's demai beit shamai says it's invalid, but beit hilel says kasher. Now, of course, poor people are allowed to eat demai. Rich people aren't. So again, we can see the rich poor split between beit shamai and beit hilel coming out here. We know that beit hilel famously are are a bit more forgiving to the poor. And the Gemara says, look, in principle, anybody could become poor. And the example given in the Gemara is that they might renounce their possessions. But look, we know, and of course, this is Sukkot, right? 
It's Sukkot. We're reminding ourselves about how temporary our possessions are. So anybody could become poor. And that's why the halacha follows Beit Hillel. And, you know, if anybody could become poor in principle, anybody could perhaps use uh, eater an etrog that's demai and therefore it's fit for eating. So it's fit for use in the four species. Shel ma'asar sheni birushalayim. What if it's second tithe? And I'm pre- we're presuming here it's second tithe in Jerusalem. Shel Maser Sheni Birushalayim. Because second tithe outside Jerusalem, I think there'd be no question we couldn't, we, we you, you can't eat it. Second tithe has to be brought to Jerusalem. No question that you could possibly use it. And again, Halacha is Lo Yitol In principle, it shouldn't be taken. But look, if he took it, it's valid. And I think the same reason as as the Gemara gives for clean truma, that it's possible that by taking it, we're going to render it impure. And we ought to take, if it's food that's got to be eaten in Jerusalem, we don't want to have the possibility that we render it impure. What about the etrog itself? And look, and I, 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 um, I, I thought it would help if I just brought a picture of the etrog. This one comes from Steinsaltz's Talmud. It's very nice and labeled. And you can see the pitam on the top. And the that is a sort of nose-like thing that grows on top of an etrog. And the ochets on the bottom. And the ochets is the bit that ties it to the tree before it's before it's picked. And the Mishnah is going to mention these parts. But it's going to bre- begin with something called a chazazit. If a rash spread out on most of it, this is on most of the etrog, by the way. So we're in, we're back, we're still in the etrog. If a rash spread out on most of it, or um, um, or if its pitam is taken off, so the, the, the pitam is the bit at the top here. If the pitam is taken off, so it's peeled, it's split, it's nikav uh, is perforated, someone stuck a hole in it. Any part of it is missing, it's invalid. And I think we're going back here to this idea that the etrog has to be beautiful. It's pre eights hadar. It's either the fruit of a beautiful tree or it's a beautiful fruit. So we don't want some we, we don't we don't want some kind of some it, it doesn't we don't want it damaged. What's the chazazit? Well, ja, I brought you Jastro here. Jastro says the chazazit is leish is lichen. Uh, lichen is um lichen is lichen. It's uh it's like mushroom, but it he defines it as a cutaneous disease connected with desquamation and sometimes ulceration. It's, anyway, it's some fungus which is growing on top of the etrog. And if most of it has got this fungus, it's puzzle. If the rash has spread out on most of it, it's invalid. But if it's only on a minor part, we can lighten up a bit. If a rash spread out on some part of it, less than half of it. If the ochets was missing, that's the stem at the bottom. 
It's perforated, but no part of it's really missing. So we can deal with minor imperfections here. Etrog Akushi Pasul, an Ethiopian etrog, is invalid. This seems to refer to a black etrog. The, the word Kushi seems to refer to a black etrog. Vehayarok Kucharti. What about an etrog which is as green as a leek? And we see these today in the markets. Rabbi Meir Machshir vi Rabbi Yehuda Posel. Rabbi Yehuda declares it invalid. And of course, today we do see, certainly in the markets in Israel, some etrogim which are green. And we see even some etrogim that don't have a pisson. But this is not a pisson that's been, it's not that their pisson's been broken off. Is that they never had a pit on. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>